Alright, alright, quieten down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Not a while, dude. Bring the drums in. Let's have a party. Pump up the bitter. Shh, test it. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Take it away, lad. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Hi everybody, welcome to a very special edition of the Britain Yankee Craft Beer Podcast because we got no beer, no beer today. Behind us are portholes and they are portholes for distilling. This man here, Mr. Ed Malnar, is the head distiller at Pollyanna Brewing and that's where we are. And of course also, that man is Mr. Ken McMullen. Hello Ken, how you doing? Good, Phil. How are you? I'm fantabulosi. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're not actually distilling at this point in time. However, I did come in earlier and got some footage of them distilling a gin. An American gin, I think is how they call it. We'll find out in a second. All right, so Pollyanna in St. Charles opened up. When was it? What? Well, originally, yeah, we opened up in the uh, in no, beginning of November 2019. And uh, we've been open ever since and trying to get this distillery up and running, but we had a few delays. All right. They've had a lot of delays. So they haven't done any distilling. They have been selling their beer, and that's available out there. It's a fantastic environment. They've got garage doors that go up, and then they look out over the opposing brewery on the other side of the river, Alter Brewing, but they look out on the river, and it's fantastic. Right now, they're getting ready to do a uh, fantastic release date, which we'll find out from Ed in just a second what it is, for their spirits. Are you in good spirits, Ed? Always in good spirits. It's best to be in good spirits. <laughs> so tell us, when's the, re uh, the uh, event that's gonna launch all your spirits? Yeah, so our, our spirits launch will be Thursday, May 20th. And so we will, uh, on that day, release uh, four different spirits that we've been working on. Vodka, American-style gin, uh, rum, and our white dog whiskey, which is basically our, uh, our uh, uh, bourbon mash bill, uh, unbarrel-aged. So just pretty much straight out of the, the, uh, the still and proof down to a safe enough level that it's not going to kill you. Is that moonshine? A lot of people call it moonshine, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what it sounded like to me when he said white dog. And I was going, okay, wait a minute, this is moonshine. So, All right, so, Ken, you, yes. how, have you got any experience with distilling? Or have you, I mean, does that play into your I'm, hard seltzers? Does it play into your beer or anything like that? Um, 
I have not distilled. And I think my legal answer is I do not have experience <laughs> otherwise with any to, no. I, I'm, I'm very into whiskey. I love, I love bourbon. And uh, my wife has been doing these tastings. I mean, not for the last year, but before that, she was doing these demos. And it was always spirits. And so I learned a ton of stuff about spirits in the, the like five months she did that before COVID happened. And then they shut down ta- you know, the tastings in stores. But, mm-hmm. but uh, it's fascinating. I can't wait to learn more from Ed. Well, Ed, <laughs> that means he's in the spotlight now. So Ed, tell us about how this process differs or is the same as brewing because obviously that's what Pollyanna is well known for right now and uh, you've got as you can see behind us we have all this beautiful gleaming copper you need to they've got some marks on oh my god it's got marks I have copper tanks I sympathize yeah come on what's wrong with you somebody's gonna have to clean it (laughs) some people like the patina there you go like like at my brewery (laughs) (laughs) Um, so how does it start and you know where do we go from step one there uh, so it is similar in some ways but you know not for very long uh, you know once once you get started in it uh, you start diverging you start going away from what beer is so uh, essentially you know when you are producing a beer you're you're using uh, malted barley primarily other grains as well and you're mashing them in a mash tun so you're doing the starch conversion to sugars. Um, and when you're making beer, you're eventually separating the liquid out from that grain and the, the liquid goes then to the kettle and you continue to go on and boil that, cool it down, put it in a fermenter, ferment it out, and it becomes beer. When you are distilling, primarily, not in every case, but I'm talking about a grain-based distillation now, not a, not a, uh, uh, like a syrup-based sugar, you know, like a molasses or something like that. Talking about a grain-based, um, you've got your mash bill. Um, there's, particularly with uh, bourbon and American whiskeys, there's a great deal of corn in those, which you're not gonna see all that much, at least in craft beers. Well, maybe a little bit more nowadays than you used to, but a lot of corn, uh, rye, malted barley, those, they all get crushed. They're placed in a mash tun uh, where you do the conversion. The mash does the conversion, converting those starches to sugars. Um, there is a period in there where you gotta raise the temperature higher than you ever would for beer in order to do a cereal mash on all that corn in there, kind of basically gel- gelatinize it, break it up, uh, bring the temperatures back down, let the enzymes do their things in terms of converting all those starches to sugars. And then when that process is done, is you cool it all done in the mash tun and that entire mash is then pumped to a fermenter. So grain and everything gets pumped to a fermenter. All that grain in that mash is completely fermented and actually a different shape, in our case, a different shape fermenter. It's a cube rather than a cylinder with a cone on the bottom. This is a cube. Uh, Ferments there for maybe about three or four days. Typically beer goes a lot longer than than that depending on the the yeast that you use. Um, At the end of those three or four days, it all gets pumped over to the kettle on the still where it's heated up and distilled so so i was looking at this piece of equipment right here mm-hmm. if you could step back just a little bit there ken mind the what mind the wire don't fall over there we go uh this piece of equipment right here is 
I thought it was the mash tun, but it's not. That's the kettle. This is the kettle. So this okay. entire assembly that we're standing in front of is the still. So this is, uh, in particular, this is called the, the pot or the kettle. Uh, the terms are used interchangeably. Um, and this is where all that fermented mash goes into the kettle where it's heated. And the process of distillation, in essence, is based on the concept that alcohol has a lower boiling point than water. So we heat it to the point where we're driving off primarily just alcohol into vapors, and we're leaving most of the water behind. And then those uh, alcohol vapors, or what's called a spirit at that point, goes through the rest of the equipment and goes through maybe some additional distillations, uh, goes through this, this piece right here that's called a column that has plates. And I'm going through this very quickly and very fundamentally, but each one of those plates represents an additional distillation. So what that means is the spirit becomes purer and purer as it's distilled more and more times eventually working its way out of the top of the column and over to that last vertical section, which is called a condenser. And that basically just condenses all the uh, alcohol vapors back into a liquid. And it comes out that little apparatus on the end there that's called a parrot. So, and it's actually turned sideways so nobody gets impaled by it, but normally it's sticking right out the front. We catch everything in, in one of these cans that we have in front. Yeah, this one's got the white dog in it. Oh, that one actually has something in it. Uh huh. Can we, can we open it? So, we actually have white dog in here in this one of these containers. This is this was distilled yesterday, so it's it's our bourbon mash, which is 70, 75% uh, corn, 15% rye, 10% malted barley. In this case, it's a Pilsner uh, barley that we used. Um, and so, like I say, it was. Uh, sorry. Keep turning away. No, it's okay. We're it, good. It was mashed last week, Wednesday, in the mash ton. Sent over to that fermenter. Fermented. Actually, it was done fermenting in three days. Uh, but just yesterday, Monday, we we distilled it. And you, you can take the top off. There we go. Look at that. It's kind of tight. Wow. It looks like water. It's it nice does. and clear. But it wow. smells a lot better than water. Wow. That's pretty interesting, I must admit. Um, yeah, let's, let, me, let me get a whiff. Hang on. Oh my God, I think I'm drunk on the... On the, <laughs> on the whoa, dude, I'll tell you. So I have to say that when I was here um, with the you guys, uh, you guys uh, Brian Provola was here, the head brewer obviously at Pollyanna, he was doing things, and um, you were doing gin. Yeah. And that gin went through an extra step, if I remember rightly, um, where you had things that were botanicals. That's right. Where is that on this equipment? Where is the, okay. So yeah. in that case, um, what we are doing, I, I don't want to get too many details here because it just kind of muddies up the story really. But the bottom line is for us to produce gin, we purchase totes of what's called grain neutral spirit. So it's a spirit. It's already been uh, distilled by a, another distillery. Uh, we bring it in. It comes in at 190 proof. We, it comes in a big 270-gallon tote. We then transfer that into the kettle on the still. Uh, we add water to it to get it to the correct proof, 80 proof, or 40% ABV. Then we redistill that. And when we redistill that, all those vapors go through 
uh, a, a, an apparatus that's called a gin basket. And, and where is that? I will point that out to you right, All right now. That's a good idea. Ken, out the way, he's going to point the gin basket to us. This is actually the canister that right. holds the gin basket. <laughs> so the gin basket, and actually, that's my old It's over there. It is over there. It over there. So the basket isn't in the canister right now, but there is a basket, basically a copper cylinder that's uh, full of holes. That is essentially the gin basket. We'll place all of our botanicals in there, uh, and because it's gin, uh, we got to have juniper in it. Otherwise, it's not gin. Um, so we've got juniper. I'm going to try to remember all seven of them off the top of my head, but juniper, coriander, orange peel, lemon peel, uh, orris root, and I'm probably forgetting the rest right now. So Ed, I have a question for you with the juniper. What part of juniper? do you use it is it's actually the berry so it's Berries. the fruit of that juniper plant uh, it comes to us dry we purchase it you know I, I source our botanicals from wherever I can get them it, you know I'm not able to get them out of one particular source but there are several uh, uh, herb um, sellers on the internet um, and so these particular this particular juniper that I was looking for is grown in Bulgaria. So this is a Bulgarian juniper, which makes it a little bit more rounded, uh, a little bit more, uh, what am I trying to say, a little more flavorful, you know, not, not so sharp as a, the standard, the typical juniper that you'd run across. Again, with the idea of kind of making this gin uh, something a bit more approachable to people that really aren't into gin. That brings us to a question. You mentioned cocktails. So you guys gonna do cocktails mixing with beer or just cocktails of your own? Yeah, we'll do. We'll now do. you got some notes, I know. I so do. You can refer it's, to it's your, over there. Refer to his notes down there. Go ahead. There we go. <laughs> so this is uh, a quick look. Not enough that you can focus on very long, but this is essentially going to be. That's all right. Our cocktail menu. Oh, 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 we'll take a picture of that in a second. Okay, sure. <laughs> It's gonna, this is essentially it uh, with some minor changes that are coming. But yeah, we'll definitely do beer cocktails. That's, that's where we come from. We're brewers going into a, the, the distilling business. Um, we want our, our beers to be involved uh, in our tap room. So this is all available in our St. Charles tap room to start. Um, we got a, a cocktail with beers, our beers summerly. Uh, in the cards, Eleanor and our Allure series. So we'll always do, we'll be always be doing uh, cocktails with those beers, um, and any other beer that might lend itself well to being a cocktail as well. Um, we will be doing on uh, on weekends for limited hours, uh, Bloody Marys and beer mosas, um, and then other co cocktails a bit more traditional, but with our own little twist on it. Uh, you know, it'll be uh, basically a Manhattan. Old-fashioned uh, dirty martini, daiquiri, course of gin and tonic, and uh, and a few others here. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but on other occasions we'll have a build your build a mule, so you come in and select your own <laughs> and build your own mule, and then of build course all of our a mule. <laughs> Most people ride a mule. Anyway, do you have any samples of how your bottles are going to look? I do. I oh. Do. How convenient. You may get them. Shall I take your cocktail menu? Thank you. There we go. I'll show it to the camera whilst it's gone. There we go. Look at that. The cocktail menu.
So while Ken is just outside taking care of business, I was asking about the two containers that are down here. One of them yeah. says heads and the other one said hearts. Yeah. What's that mean? Well, uh, there are different parts uh, throughout the distillation process in which you're driving uh, off different alcohols. and uh, So it's not all just one type of alcohol. The alcohol that we love in so much in beer and in any other alcoholic drink is ethanol. Um, but early on in the- run my car on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because you're, you're in Illinois here, yeah. right? There's corn all over the place so we can make ethanol. Uh, and, uh, you know, or the early part of that, that heating up process of, of your mash or whatever is in the, the pot of the still, uh, that's, got, that's driving off all those alcohols that have the lower boiling points. And those are the nasty alcohols that you don't want to drink. They will make you sick. Some people say they'll kill you. At the very least, you're going to get a headache from it. You're not going to enjoy it very much at all. Oh, wow. So you don't actually like bottle it and take it home then? <laughs> no. <I laughs> For a wild Friday night. I do clean the floor with it sometimes because there are some spots on the floor that will, you know, be dissolved by all those alcohols. So, <laughs> clean hey, well, the, you clean the spots on the floor? Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So we wanted to see what the bottles look like and it seems like you have two sizes. In fact, I do have two sizes. Okay. And these are the bottles. Which, where am I down? Yeah, well you can go over there. Right over here? Yeah, you can go real close. Okay, so... so there we go. Look, currently, go, Zoom in. Currently is... Ooh. There we go. Great. I love it. <laughs> so currently, this is the only thing that we have in bottles. We've got other spirit here that's going to be bottled tomorrow. So today's Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow's a fairly sizable bottling day for us. Tomorrow, we'll bottle uh, vodka and our white dog. But this is the gin that uh, we were talking about a little while ago, uh, and this was bottled last week. Uh, so uh, most all of our spirits will come in a 750 liter size, uh, and this milliliter size, and this will be a... <laughs> 750 that's, that's like liters a of... <laughs> <laughs> and this is a 375 milliliter okay. size. So this is typically what you're gonna see our spirits in. Additionally, we'll do uh, uh, box sampler sets of uh, three uh, spirits in these size bottles uh, that'll be for sale as well. How do you pay tax on this? Because whilst I was here and you were doing the uh, gin, mm -hmm. everything was going great. You were filling it up from the little spigot down there without getting impaled. Mm -hmm. And then you rolled it around the back and said, I got to get the taxes paid. How's that work? Yeah. Well, basically anything that, that, is, that stays within this space uh, this is what's called a bonded space, meaning we don't pay any tax on anything that stays in here until it goes out the door. And then we pay an excise tax on, on everything that goes out the door that we produce here. So that's essentially how that works. And how do you measure that? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's reported. Um, Can we it's, see that? It's, I, you weigh it, right? We do weigh it. Can we, we see that process? Uh, I can take you over to go, the scale. Go, right ahead. All right. Let's go ahead. It's, this is not all that impressive. I'll oh, no, warn you up. This is fantastic. Here it is. And it's amazing because all it is is basically, there we go. Look at that. It's basically a scale. Turn it right. around. Turn it on. So can I stand on it? 
Uh, probably not. Probably hey, wait a minute. I don't weigh as much as one of them bloody things. Full of. I wouldn't stand <laughs> Okay, all right. So basically, you put the container on there, mm -hmm. you weigh it, and it says how much tax you have to pay. Or does it just say... Well, it gives us the weight, and then, then we use that to uh, calculate our what we owe in terms of taxes. Oh, I see. Okay. There's several calculations that kind of fall in line. Uh, we have to proof it as well, meaning we're diluting it with water to get it to the, within the correct proof that it goes into the bottle and so on. Uh, but this is part of the process. It's the first part as we take one of those, and those are called fusti tanks or, or receiving tanks that we're fusti looking tanks. at. Fusti tanks, I like it. They're made in Italy. Oh, it is a fusti tank. Yes, very cool. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> fine quality. Very fine quality indeed. So we know what the weight of one of those tanks is, which is 16.2 pounds. So we, okay. can bring, we can bring the liquid over here, weigh it out, subtract the, the weight of the tank out, and now we've, we've got the, the weight of our spirit. Great. Okay, yeah. so, so we saw how, much, how that goes. This is basically the whole process. Um, what, what's going to happen on the 20th, you said? You're going to have uh, a grand opening. You're giving away free bottles of booze. Right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but we will have, in essence, a what we're calling it is our spirits launch. Uh, so that's going to be the day that everything is for sale. Cocktails will be made behind the bar. You can, you can buy a bottle of... Uh, any of our spirits to take home with you or several bottles if you'd like uh, so that's going to be the day I think and we typically open that's Thursday so we typically open at three o'clock on uh, Thursdays I think we're kind of talking about opening at noon on that day but I would just say stay tuned on that but that is the day that is the day folks so look out for Pollyanna distilling um, this is where it all happens and I'm sure if you contact Ed He'll be very happy to show you the whole process. No. <laughs> God, I've landed him in it again. There we go. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Ed. I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and showing us all this. And I, I have to say, I think this is the most shiniest equipment that I have seen in the entire world, only because it's brand new. Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> only because it's brand new. Brand new. So come on down to Pollyanna, folks. Um, it's going to be a great time. Ken, are you going to be there? Because you're a big bourbon man. Um, oh, yeah, hey. On May 20th? On you don't May have any time, bourbon, like right? Why is that? Why don't you have bourbon? Oh, we didn't talk about bourbon, did oh, we? Oh, let's talk. Good evening. Welcome. Let's talk about bourbon. Okay, so here's what we're doing. Put your phone away, Ken. I'm you checking can, my schedule. Well, put your thing down out of the way. I'll take care of that while you're checking your schedule. You want me to hang on? No, that's all no, right. You I'm got just it. Black in your face. Look at him. Look. Dueling mics. All right, so here's what we're doing. Okay, right. All right, obviously, we're just opening up. Uh, we're just producing. We don't have anything that's been aging in a barrel. Uh, we do have some bourbon that we put into barrels, some 15-gallon barrels. Um, that's obviously not going to be ready by May 20th. That might be ready in about a year or two. Um, but to solve the problem of not having something of our own that's that's been aged in barrels, we've uh, entered into a partnership with Whiskey Acres out in DeKalb, which is uh, one of our very favorite uh, distilleries. Maybe it's our most favorite distillery. Um, to to have one of their um, cast strength bourbons here. So this this particular bourbon is uh, a single barrel select. So it's we're calling it the Pollyanna Select from Whiskey Acres. Uh, it'll come in at about 120 proof. Uh, it'll be available in 750 milliliter bottles 
for sale here as well, but we'll be using it to make our cocktails for any of the, the barrel uh, aged uh, spirits. In addition to that, we're going to be bringing in um, a Whiskey Acres Rye that's more like around 80 proof, a little bit more palatable for some people, uh, just to, to have a little bit more variety and, and uh, to bring something in that's not going to be knocking you on your rear end. The plan has, you know, from the beginning has been that, hey, we're just going to do this right here in St. Charles and maybe branch out to other two locations in Lamont and Roselle. Um, if, and we already know there's some in interest in, in some of our restaurant partners that are nearby that they've asked about it. And, well, there may be some limited distribution to them and we've got two distributors that we work with on the beer side that are that would be great to do any of that as well so they'll be able to get it out there but initially no no not necessarily very much distribution at all hey thanks very much indeed Ed we're gonna cut out here and let you get on with your day or oh, have you finished your day uh, this is the end of my day the I can finally day. drink something now <laughs> all right hey that's a damn good idea I, I've got some light thinking on my brain that's an excellent idea. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Come out again to Pollyanna on May 20th, folks, and this is the distilling process, which is fantastic. You all set, Ken? All set. All right, guys. Thank you very Thanks, much, Ed. Thanks, guys. Pump fist.